This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 22nd, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Bill is going to answer your questions from the front row message board. Let's start right at the top. This is from PennDoc85. PennDoc85 asks, Bill, any chance the Buckeyes will take a closer look at Jack Pugh, who you know is a whiskey commit from Hilliard Bradley? Well, first of all, Dave, I have to say shout out to all the dads out there. Hope everyone had a great Father's Day weekend, including Papa Biddle there in uh, uh, suburban Hilliard, Ohio. Hopefully you had a great Father's Day weekend. And, same, same to you, my friend, and all the fathers out there. I'm glad you said that. But uh, getting back to your question, Jack Pugh, um, you know, my gut feeling right now is that Ohio State won't revisit that. You know, and I, I don't like to say never because things do change. It's recruiting and things change daily uh, in recruiting. But my gut feeling right now is that Ohio State probably won't revisit that. Um, you know, I have brought up another tight end that I think is a very interesting um, situation. That's Mitchell Evans from Wadsworth, Ohio. He actually kind of split time quarterback, tight end receiver as a junior. And he's a guy that is on Ohio State's radar screen and, um, uh, really at a workout um, uh, recently, you know, he did a, he looked outstanding. Um, I think there's maybe a, a more of a chance that they will go in that direction um, for another tight end rather than Jack Pugh, though, again, you know, Jack Pugh's a good player and I don't like to say never in recruiting. I just think that, um, you know, that, that they won't necessarily go back in that direction. And, and I'm not, to be honest, totally convinced that there will now be a second tight end in this Ohio State recruiting class. I, I still think it could happen, but Ohio State's a little bit tight on scholarship. Um, uh, scholarship's still available in this class. They've got 19 commitments, and uh, they've got a number of top uh, guys still on the board that they could land. And I'm just not totally convinced that there's going to be a second tight end in the 2021 recruiting class that maybe they um, – they use the scholarship elsewhere perhaps, or maybe they just wait and see what happens in the transfer portal down the road. Next question comes from flashes buck 2014 flashes buck 2014 asks, Bill, what are your thoughts on Jagger Burton pushing back his commitment and does more pushback by him and Tristan Lee signal good news for Ohio state? Well, I say, I think that uh, Burton delaying his decision was definitely good news for Ohio State. Um, you know, he if he announced on August 24th, I, I, I really think 
all signs were pointing to him becoming a Kentucky Wildcat. Um, you know, I, I can't say that 100% for sure, but I think that that's uh, what all signs were pointing to. That's where I was thinking he was going to go if he announced on August 24th he was likely going to go to Kentucky. I think really it's, uh, you know, he's got – uh, five schools that he now says he wants to take official visits to. In fact, he has said for quite some time that those have been the five schools that he wanted to take official visits to, Ohio State, Kentucky, Alabama, Clemson, and Oregon. Um, but I think it's been a very close battle at the top between Ohio State, Kentucky, and Alabama, and I think Kentucky had the lead. Um, he lives in Lexington, and he absolutely loves Lexington, and um, – had he announced on the 24th, I think that's where he would likely headed. With Ohio State and Alabama very close behind, uh, and you could almost put them in any order. I think Ohio State was a little ahead of Alabama, but I think you could make a case for it being the other way around too. Um, now Ohio State gets him back on campus, and I think that's huge. I think that's very much to Ohio State's advantage, and we'll see where it goes. Um, but just the fact that he's going to wait out and take official visits, I think it's a positive for Ohio State. And in the case of uh, Tristan Lee, I think, again, uh, the longer that plays out, the better for Ohio State because right now – I see LSU and Clemson as being the two leaders for his services. Um, so if he was going to announce real, really soon, for instance, I, I think that Ohio State is still just at least a little bit behind. Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma are making, uh, I guess you'd say, a surge with him. And I think the longer it goes on, the more – uh, chance that there is that he does take an official visit to Ohio State and to Ohio State recruits. I just think any kid they get on campus, they have a legitimate chance to land that kid if they can get him on campus for an official visit. Next question comes from Flyknit J15. Flyknit J15. What do the coaches have to do to keep Emeka Egbuka and JT Tua Moloau, Buckeye Leans with no visits in the near future? and not losing momentum like they did in the case of J.C. Latham? Well, I think that uh, they do something that they, that they do extremely well, and it's, it's the old Woody Hayes um, saying, you break down their resistance with your persistence. Um, Woody used to say that all the time about recruiting, and I think that's the case. You know, you just keep going after them. You keep showing them, um, as, as sometimes you hear people say, you just keep showing them the love. And, uh, and that's exactly what they are doing with guys like that. Um, uh, JT Tuimolau, uh, High State recently did a Zoom call with him again. You know, they, they are all over that situation. And uh, Emeka Egbuka, certainly Brian Hartline is all over that situation. You just keep uh, really showing them that how much you want them, staying in contact as much as you can. And Brian Day gets involved with guys uh, at the top of the board, and you just keep that up. You, you, you can only do so much. You can do the Zoom calls and, and that type of thing, and they're doing everything they can. Um, you know, I think it's a totally different situation with J.C. Latham. Uh, with some of the guys that, that we're talking about, like Tui Moloau and Egbuka. Um, and, and I think Ohio State will do those things. I know they will. And in, in both of their cases, it, it's going to play out over a long period of time. Uh, JT doesn't plan to announce anything until really uh, the, the end. So they have a long way to go, and, and they'll continue working with those kids. You're not going to say anything about me pronouncing his last name correctly, finally? Tui Molo Wow. You've, you've taught me, Bill. You've taught me. 
<laughs> I, I thought you did a fabulous job of that. It's, it's, it's not an easy one to say, no doubt. You are the dean of pronunciation. All right, next question is from Bucks grad. Bucks grad. Coaches Hartline, Combs, and Day understandably get plenty of headlines for the excellent recruiting they've been doing. We all know Larry Johnson is one of the best, but we almost take him for granted. Bill, can you take a sec to single him out and talk about his recruiting skills, et cetera? Well, amen to that as far as uh, Larry Johnson being one of the best. You know, he gets a tremendous amount of credit and very, very rightly so for being uh, the best in the business when it comes to being uh, a defensive line coach. And, and in my opinion, he is the best in the business at that. Uh, but he's also one of the best in the business when it comes to recruiting. I, I, I just I remember a, a long time ago when he was uh, at Penn State, you know, uh, his name always came up when it came to great recruiters that were going against Ohio State. And when Urban Meyer was able to convince him to come to Ohio State, you know, I thought that was going to be absolutely huge for the Buckeyes. And that indeed has been uh, what has happened. You know, you look at the kids he has as commitments this year. Um, He's already got Jack Sawyer, the number five player in the entire country, a five-star guy. He, he's landed Tamisi Adelaide out of uh, IMG, who is one of the country's top defensive ends. He's got Mike Hall from um, uh, right here in Ohio, one of the top defensive tackles in the country. And he has a high state in position to land uh, JT Tuimoloal, as well as another top target. Taiwan Malone is another one that's highly concerning Iowa State. And if Larry Johnson uh, gets one of those two or uh, both of them uh, to join the committee he already has, you know, this, this could be a Iowa State's best ever defensive line recruiting class. And so much of that goes to Larry Johnson. He, he's, he is just a tremendous coach and an equally talented recruiter. So uh, shout out, I think, uh, you know, he, he has all the respect in the world for myself and I think a, a whole lot of Buckeye Nation as well. Yeah, let's not take Larry Johnson for granted. Um, but it's, it was a great question because I think he – I don't think we take him for granted, but I don't think maybe he gets as much pub as he deserves. So I really appreciate that question. I loved your answer there as well. I love Larry Johnson. He's just one of those guys when he speaks, he just has a, a, just a grandfatherly way of like – everybody listens and every word that comes out of his mouth is meaningful. And you talk to his players, he doesn't yell at them, but if he ever gets disappointed in them, it's like the worst feeling in the world for them because they feel like they let him down and he, he doesn't yell at them. He just like, you, you disappointed me or whatever he would say to them privately. And I've talked to many defensive linemen over the years who say that's like the worst feeling in the world. If you let him down because they love him so much. So great answer there, Bill. And great question. All right. Last. Yeah, I, might, I might add ahead. Dave. What a fine man Larry Johnson is. I mean, you know, he is he is a tremendous person as well as being a tremendous coach, I might add. He definitely is. Like, he is such a, a great man. Yeah, absolutely. Our last three questions are all from Chip Munn. First one, basically he wants to know, with everything going on with J.C. Latham going to Alabama and everything else that's going on, would it be smart for Coach Day and Coach Stadrawa to go, quote, all in on Tristan Lee and Rocco Spindler on the offensive line? What do you think, Bill? Well, I think they are. Um, you, you know, you look at the there, – there's what I call now the, the, the big three left. There's uh, Jagger Burton, uh, there's Rocco Spindler, and there's Tristan Lay. And I, I think that – Ohio State, uh, Ryan Day and the staff, they're going all in on those three. And I think they would really take any two of the three at this point. 
And if they could get one, that would be great for the Buckeyes. If they can get two of those three, um, you know, they will have met their offensive line needs just in spectacular fashion. Because if they can get two of the three, that would be uh, overall then uh, four outstanding four of the top offensive linemen in the country because they have Donovan Jackson already and Ben Crispin, who, who I like a lot. If they can get two of those three to go with what they have already, it would just be a tremendous haul on the offensive line for the Buckeyes. They weren't going for numbers so much this year. They, they solved their depth issue last year uh, in the 2020 class with signing six guys. This year they've been looking for four, and they've been looking for four high-level talents. Um, back to mispronouncing names. It's Tristan Lay, isn't it? I've been calling him Tristan Lee. It's Tristan Lay. Is, is that correct? Yeah, and, and, yeah, he, he is an outstanding prospect. And, again, he is a guy that, that Ohio State is gaining ground with. We'll see what happens. I, I still think they need to gain a little more on LSU and Clemson, but uh, they're certainly in the running. Well, I just need to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. We don't need to um, chase him away because podcast guys can't pronounce his name correctly. Tristan Lay. I apologize, Tristan. I'm sure he's listening. All right, next question from Chip is, Bill, what is your current feeling on Ohio State getting commitments from JT Tua, Tui Moloau? See, I got cocky there. I got cocky. Tui, <laughs> Tui Moloau, Emeka Egbuka, Tywone Malone, flipping Jordan Hancock from Clemson, Derek Davis Jr., as well as Lay and Spindler. What are the chances they're going to get all those kids or some of them, Bill? I don't think they're going to get all of them, although I would not rule it out. I don't think all of them is going to happen. I think uh, best-case scenario, certainly that would be great. And uh, shameless plug, I did my uh, dream Ohio State recruiting class for 2021, and it, it included uh, uh, those guys, getting those guys. So that would be a dream finish. Um, but I have, I have JT and I have a Mecca crystal ball to Ohio State. So um, that kind of shows you what, what I think of. High stage chances there. I obviously like them. Tywon Malone, that one is totally up in the air right now. And I don't think anybody can uh, honestly say they know where that young man is going right now. Um, he could end up at Ohio State, but uh, we'll see. Um, Jordan Hancock, that's going to be a tough flip. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question, though. High State's working on it. Brian Day and Kerry Combs are continuing to stay in contact with Jordan Hancock, and they're continuing to to work on it. Right now he's showing really no signs of actually making a flip, but he is talking to Ohio State and he is interested in the Buckeyes. So we'll see what happens as things progress forward. Derek Davis Jr., if I was going to predict right now, I'd probably go with Ohio State. I think it'll likely come down to Ohio State or Penn State. And and I, I right now, I think would give Ohio State a slight advantage there. As far as the two offensive linemen spent um, Spindler's going to be really tough. Uh, they've, they're getting the chance that he uh, ends up at Ohio State because he is planning to make an official visit. But right now I would go with Notre Dame, uh, followed closely by Michigan. And as far as Tristan, um, you know, again, that, that one right now, I think Ohio State has a little bit of ground to make up on LSU and Clemson. All right, final question of the show. This is again from Chip Munn. I really like this one. It's about unofficial and official visits. He says, Bill, if the NCAA permits unofficial and official visits starting August 1st, do you think players can visit in August before or during camp, or will most of the visits occur in September and beyond? I will be surprised if the NCAA allows visits um, starting, starting August 1st. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but from talking to coaches, 
college coaches, high school coaches talking to players. I'll just be a little surprised if the visits do start on August 1st. I think that um, uh, the hope right now in my mind is that visits will start September 1st, actually. Um, uh, I'm not even convinced it's going to start, they're, they're going to start at that point. Um, but that I think would be in my mind, somewhat the best case scenario. You'd love to have them in August. Certainly. I just don't, know that that's going to happen quite that soon. Um, you know, we'll see. But uh, if they start in September 1st, I think, to be honest, I would settle for that. Amen on that. I just want to have college football this year. And if we have official visits in September, that means we probably have college football. So sign me up for that. Sign me up for the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick, always bringing the knowledge. Thank you very much, Bill. And thank you to all listeners out there for tuning into the show. And thank you to everyone who submitted questions for the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's wear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.